Hey everyone, welcome to Be The Change. My name is Lily Mott, and today I'm going to be talking about how change comes when you become the hero that you needed when you were younger. I have a very special guest this week, and she is Rania Harara. Rania is a gender equality advocate in her home country of Morocco. We got to talk about her work with Girl Up Morocco, which is an initiative through the United Nations Foundation to inspire girls to be a force for gender equality and social change. I really enjoyed this conversation, so without further ado, let's get started with this episode featuring Rania Harara. So hello everyone, my name is Rania, I'm an 18 years old political leader in Morocco, a community builder, but also like an outspoken advocate for gender equality in the Arab world, more specifically because it's the region that I come from and the reason that it lacks a lot of uh, progress when it comes to gender equality, but also I'm working on peace building in the region. As you know, the situation is not the best uh, in the whole region, so uh, yeah, we're trying to build a network of young Arab activists that aim to advocate for peace building in the MENA region. I'm also a board member of Girl Up Morocco, which is like a UN foundation uh, program that aims to empower young girls to advocate for women's rights and empower girls in male-dominated fields. One of the greatest things that I had the chance to do with Girl Up is speaking at the Girl Up Leadership Summit last year. It's been a crazy experience. Like I had to speak in front of like thousands of people about, you know, my journey of empowering girls in sports. And one of the other things that I did was interviewing in Arabic. Uh, one of um, the panelists, her name was Alina Mansouri, and like she's a um, STEM gender equality and STEM advocate. And it was just so, so empowering because last year we started the first edition of like Girl Up. Mina tour. So it was only focused on Mina activists. And I had to interview her in, in Arabic, knowing that I don't speak fluently Arabic, but you know, I did my best and it went pretty well. I'm also working on uh, with UNHCR. That's why it's one of the reasons why I took a gap semester. So like I founded with some friends for Salih Jamia, which is a chance for everyone, where we prepare um, sub-Saharan refugees for Middle East, uh, for Middle <laughs> East. Middle school and national exam um, that will allow them to pursue their education here in Morocco. And uh, with the UNHCR, we're working with the Aim and Hire campaign, which is a campaign that aims to like collect funds to fund young refugees to pursue their education, mainly in Europe. So that's kind of uh, what I'm doing when it comes to refugees and doing right now on my gap semester. Um, I decided to take a gap semester uh, to also focus on AFFC, which is the organization that I founded four years ago. So AFFC stands for Association de Football Féminin Casablanca. It's a French word. Uh, but basically, it's an organization that aims to engage uh, girls in soccer. I hate to call it soccer for you Americans. Oh, my God. To, to empower them in football. <laughs> uh, I hate calling it soccer. Real so football fan will understand me. Uh, but yeah, now we're just training for two girls in Morocco. Um, training them and just like explain to them that they can pursue sports because 
majority of girls drop out of sports at the age of 14. And in Morocco, knowing the cultural context, you know, girls are just, it's not a sports for girls, you know. You're just told that you should go for more artistic things, you know, dance or you know, I think it's everywhere. But like also when you go out, uh, when puberty hit you, you're becoming a woman. So like you can't sit outside at night playing football with the boy. So yeah. And uh, also one of the things that we're working on right now with Moroccan Youth for Change. Moroccan Youth for Change is just a network that I co-founded with other Moroccan activists because we couldn't find a space where we could exchange uh, with other activists. So just to know in Morocco, we can strike, we can protest as minors. And in order to protest, you need also, uh, some legal authorization. And it's very hard to get knowing the freedom of speech context here. So that's why we decided to just do like an online community with uh, Moroccan activists all over the world and to focus our actions on five topics, which is peace building, human rights, gender equality, equal access to like opportunities and stuff like this but also climate change and one of the amazing things that we're working on right now is an educational program about climate change in Morocco it's going to be an educational program that a, a cohort of 100 students will benefit from the good thing about it is that it's going to be in Moroccan dialect um, because we feel like a lot of Moroccan youth would love to have access to education about environments, but we don't have access to it. The, the educational system is very, very broken. And so we don't know, like if you don't if you don't do research, you don't have a basic environmental studies education, you know. So that's why we thought that it would be really uh, empowering for Moroccans and for Moroccan youth to be aware of the current situation. So yeah, that's like one of the biggest projects that we're trying to finalize by the end of this year. And I hope that uh, it would benefit a lot of um, a lot of young Moroccans here. That is a great start, and there's so much to unpack there. So I want to first start off with talking about your work with gender inequality in sports, because I actually haven't had someone on the podcast yet that advocates for that issue. Can you tell me some about what that issue means to you and maybe what changes you're hoping to see in the future regarding that issue? Yeah, sure. So basically, uh, I grew up in a community where, you know, sports is a very important part of the culture it's like in latin america you know it's this the main sports in the country and uh i i used to like play with my cousins when i was younger attend football games and uh i used to like always uh, like play during weekends with my cousins and my uncles and also during ramadan nights with my neighbors but when puberty kind of hit me i just saw that people's treatment to me really changed like you're just considered as a woman and you shouldn't be playing sports it's you're like growing up you know it's not for you anymore you should focus on other things that are more like feminine or like that fits more uh the woman image that we the stereotype about women that we have in our society and even though one of the problems that i used to face like really really small problems like in middle school in morocco the only sports that is limited to girls is basketball girls don't play soccer so basically the physical education teacher would uh train girls to play basketball and the boys to play soccer and i was pretty aggressive while playing basketball 
I wasn't doing it on purpose, not gonna lie. But, you know, I wanted him to put me in the soccer team, so I was kind of playing aggressively, and the girls would complain about me playing very aggressively. So he was like, you know what, Ronnie, you're going to play with the boys. It was like the party for me. I was like, yay, finally, it worked. So I used to play with the boys there. And honestly, you know, no matter how good you are, they're always gonna treat you as the last option, the last person that they would consider to pass the ball to, just because of your gender. Like you're just like you're. They don't even consider your ability to play soccer. They just look at this etiquette that you have on your front face, which is like a girl. You know, it's not a safe choice. And when I went to high school, the high school that I attended, they didn't have a girl soccer team. But I wanted to actually play soccer. I was like, you know, I'm just going to apply for it. It's like varsity, varsity soccer team. We didn't have a girl varsity soccer team. So what I did is that I registered for the boys varsity soccer team. And I was the only girl on the list. And honey, all of the things that people started saying just because I registered, like they would always believe that I was doing it for the boys. Like she's just trying to get boys attention. She's just looking for attention. And it's something that male athletes don't have to go through. We're not going to be telling a dancer that he's just dancing because he wants females validation. And when it comes to women in sports, whenever she's doing a male-dominated field, she just want to be a pick-me. She just want to be uh, liked by boys. No, honey, I'm doing it for myself, not for a man. You know, I, I'm just doing it for, because I enjoy it. So I remember, like, during the days leading up to the selection day, everyone would make these rumors about me wanting to only oppress the boys. And my parents were kind of, um, like, they they encouraged me, but they were like, Irania, it might not be a good idea. Because, like, you know, I was the only girl, even the, in the bus during the selection day, I was the only girl in the bus. So, you know, I just feel, like, kind of excluded. But you just have to make space for yourself. So during the selection day, the coach put me on a team just to see how good or bad I was as a player. And thanks to one of the boys that was with me, he was super nice. He passed me the ball. He gave me this chance that if he didn't give me, I wouldn't have been, I wouldn't have made it to the soccer team. So basically the thing is that boys have the chance to prove themselves. As female, our gender is the first barrier that that we face before even getting a chance to prove ourselves. So like, if we're not confident and you don't know your, your worth, you're just gonna be like, you know what, whatever, I'm just, I'm not good for this sport, I'm just bad. But the thing is that they don't even give you the chance to show how good you are or bad you are. So I was like, you know what, if no one wanna give me the ball, I'm gonna go and look for this ball. So that's what I did. I, I started like get, trying to get the ball and just, uh, play and showed the, the coach that I was worth it and I ended up get, making it to the varsity soccer team it was a big deal like everyone oh my god we have a girl in the varsity team and some of the boys didn't make it so I was like you see I'm a girl I still made it <laughs> and you know what they said they said that I only made it because I was a girl and the coach didn't want to hurt my feelings yeah of course every this is always the thing that we would tell a girl it's just like when you beat a guy on FIFA he's just gonna be like I, I just let you win because you know I don't want you to to cry about it. Like oh, whenever, whenever, like whenever, whenever I'm playing some of my friends, they're like, no, I just let you win. No, you didn't. You just lose. You just lose against me, and you're you because you have such a big ego. You don't wanna you don't wanna like say that you lost against me. So yeah, that's kind of what happened. I made it to the varsity soccer team, but. It was not uh, as good as I expected it to be. You know, I was always the last option when it comes to training. Even, like, no matter how good you are, they're always going to label you as the girl. And, and, like, 
even though uh, last year, like the year before, I've won like the best football player five times in a row in the soccer and summer soccer camp. But even though it was not worth like enough for them to show that for myself to prove that I was good enough, that I deserved my spot in the soccer team. And I didn't want to play in an envi- environment where I was I didn't feel empowered. I didn't feel like I started losing my passion for soccer because of it. You know, you're just playing in environments where you're not valued, when your worth is not uh, is not considered the way it should be. So that's why I decided to leave. I looked up for professional clubs, no clubs in my city. Um, so, you know, I was just like, you know, if you can find a solution, just create a solution. You know, you can find this space that you need then create the same space that you need. And that's what I did. I started with like, I talked to some of my friends about the fact that I wanted to start a club um, for girls and train younger girls and empower them and just give them this free space that I needed when I was younger. And that's what we basically did. We started coaching them with my brother, my sister, and some other volunteers who helped us. And honestly, it's like the best thing ever because you're just like, I'm becoming my the, the hero that I needed when I was younger, you know. Uh, so it's literally something that I needed and that I felt didn't like I would have loved if someone did it before me, for me, you know. And, you know, you're just like doing it for other younger girls. And now we're training 50 girls uh, and empowering them in sports. And also, like, I'm not going to lie, a lot of other professional clubs in other cities are facing a lot of issues uh, with their female team. For example, there is no enough uh, investments in infrastructures for girls. You don't, when you want to change, you don't have where to change as a girl. So it's kind of problematic. And also uh, something else, you don't have enough training sessions as the boys. This is something that I saw like this uh, for uh, during the last week, I've went to professional clubs just to talk to them about my organization and stuff like this. And I saw the situation. The Ministry of Youth and Sports is not investing as much as they are investing in boys. And that's the problem. Because if we're not investing in girls in sports, don't expect them to play. You're not even creating a safe space for them. Also, one of the reasons why girls don't play football in Morocco or sports or stop pursuing sports as uh, as soon as puberty hit them is because of how unsafe the streets are for them. You know, you majority of trainings are after 6 p.m. So don't expect a girl to... I'll leave the training at 9 p.m. Not everyone has a chance to have a car. So imagine walking as a girl at 9 p.m., 10 p.m. in locations where are like that, that are very unsafe for men. So imagine how unsafe it is for girls. So that's one of the reasons why some girls just don't because we we have so little num so little numbers of clubs and majority of these clubs are located in very popular you know areas when you can't walk alone. In the morning. Uh, so imagine at night how unsafe it is. And yeah, it's just like everything is related. Gender-based violence, like access and like, um, you know, funding for girls, um, like they all lead to gender inequality. And honestly, one of the things I want to do, like by 2050, is like one of the biggest goals is to actually like create some academies in Africa, like in Morocco, in other African countries, but also in the Arab world, because I feel like if we give these girls a space where they could study and pursue their sports, like, I feel like we have a lot of talented girls, but we just don't give them the chance to prove themselves, you know? 
I met a I met a lot of athletes. They just wish they were born in Europe or in America because here you're just not not given the chance to prove yourself. You get no matter how good you are, at some point you're gonna stop regressing and like your level is gonna be decreasing just because you don't have the infrastructure to train. You don't you know you have the talent but not the place to train. And it's something that makes me super sad. You just like have a lot of hidden talents that will never see the day just because of the like access. And you know what? I'm planning on becoming the first prime minister, the first female prime minister for this country. And I'm gonna fix this problem because it's literally always men who are ignorant about the women's situation in sports and are never here to listen to us. They're never wanting to, they never want to listen to our demands. And it's, it's something that we use in Morocco complain about they expect us to vote for them but they never included us in their program you know so yeah and also one of uh, one of the things that also made me angry to like yesterday is police brutality there is a rising in morocco a guy his name is yusuf got killed uh because of police brutality and we're trying to you know protest raise our voices but you, you can only do it online you can't go outside because you need an authorization. And guess who gets this authorization? The police. Is the police going to give you an authorization to protest against the police? No, they're not. So, like, I, this is something I want to tell people in countries where they could they can protest. You guys are very lucky, so make sure to go like raise our your voices, raise your voices and protest and make your demands like heard by the public because. In other countries, you can do it. And the only way you can do it is online. And yeah, just raising your voices when you have the chance to and the privilege to do so. And a lot of people here don't raise their voices because they're afraid, you know? You can be arrested by the police because in Morocco, there is a law that protects the police. You can't talk shit about them. You can't say, I can, you know? You can't say it. You can't you can get like sued. So yeah, if you have the chance to advocate for anything, to stand for people who don't have the chance to do so, just do it because you're very privileged. There's people in other parts of the world who can do it. Yeah, this is just my message. Yeah, I love that message. Definitely something I support. So I have another kind of related question for you. A big issue in the U.S. recently and in other parts of the world, too, has been the gender pay gap. And it's interesting because we've really seen it on display with the U.S. women's national soccer team, who became outspoken about the gap between their salaries and the salaries of the men's national team. This issue has become so controversial in the U.S., and I would really love to hear your perspective on the issue as someone who is so invested in gender equality. Yeah, so I feel like the gender uh, wage gap is uh, it is like be, is happening because of the like media coverage. Because if we have enough media coverage of women in sports, women would be able to get paid as much as men are paid, men athletes. But the thing is that in the sports industry, there is very like our society needs to change. Uh, their mind like people need to change their mind their way of perceiving women's sports uh, because before even watching women's sports they're like yeah it's not going to be as good as men's sports so by not even giving the time or giving the chance to women in sports to watch their game and see how good or bad as players they are and how enjoyable the game is you're not even giving them a chance so by not giving them this chance 
they're not getting me enough media coverage. They're not, so, you know, all of the money comes from media coverage. All of the money comes from sponsorships. Sponsors won't like to, wouldn't love to sponsor teams and sports that are not giving them enough money, you know? And the thing is that I feel like the first problem that we should fix is people's mentality and people's perception about women's sports. And then uh, by, by changing the people's mind, like mentality and mindset, we would have enough media coverage, which means you know, more media coverage, more people getting interested in the sports, which means more sponsorship for for women in sports, which means a higher salary. So yeah, I feel like, you know, the sports industry, just a business like every other business. So if the, you know, the sponsors don't feel like a sport is not giving them a very good outcome as men's sports is, it's sure they wouldn't invest, but you know, the first step is changing the people's mentality and mindset about uh, women's sports, because when we're going to change it, more people's going to watch, more sponsors would like to sponsor these teams. It's all about how, like, how viral these teams going to become. And the thing is that we don't even give them the chance to prove themselves, you know, no shades, but like the women's US soccer team is doing way much better than the men's soccer team. And it's very surprising that People are still watching the watching the men's soccer team more than they're watching the women's soccer team, even though the women's soccer team is one of the best in the world. Like it just shows how misogynic and patriarchal our society is because they're not only seeing how good or bad you are as a player. They're seeing, first of all, you're a female, and you're probably not be, gonna be as good as the men, like the men's team. And also you can be like a good player just because of this mentality you're not getting recognized for your work like uh, like you know the US women's team is way much better than the men's you know and I'm 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 sure with what I'm saying because I saw them playing but you know we're just gonna like fix the fact that they're women so they're probably better, worse than men so yeah I think there's a lot of truth to that and I really agree with your point that we really have to change the way society perceives men's and women's sports in order to see real change. I don't think we'll really be able to make an impact unless we kind of change the way that society society regards those. So I definitely agree. I have one last question for you. Lots of young people, particularly college students, want to create change and they want to make a difference in the world, but they may not know how to get started or where to get started. Do you have any advice for those people who may be listening? Yeah, sure. First of all, I would just say start. Don't 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 wait for like to have the perfect plan to start. You just need to start, and you're gonna be better in your advocacy plan uh, as long as you know you're keeping you're keep going. And uh, also, I would say just have a concrete idea of the change that you want to make. Don't be like I want to close the gap in this. I want to be a gender equality advocate. Gender equality in what? A gender based violence advocate for example like be very specific in your advocacy because in order to have a real impact you should be very specific on the things that you want to impact the population that you want to help that's like my first advice also try to connect with like-minded people they sure will help you you know i know that in some communities there's no support for advocates but i'm just gonna say the internet does miracles you can meet people with the same mindset, with the same, you know, vision who also want to make the same 
change as you want to make it. And also, like, you can reach out to activists who are more experienced and they can help you out. I'm sure that they will help you out. You can talk to them about the initiative you want to work in, what you want to have, uh, like, ha bring to the table and have a, uh, you want to have as an impact. And they're truly going to help you. you know mentorship is very important when it comes to advocacy and sometimes it's not available for people in certain communities so make sure to use the internet as a tool to advocate and my last message would be just like start just start don't wait for it to be perfect no advocacy is perfect as you know as you started it gets better you know your plan's gonna get better if you keep going but don't expect to have to, you're you're doing this for the first time and you just want it to be perfect it's never going to be perfect if you're just starting you learn from the mistakes that you're going to be making while working on this initiative so that would be my advice and just advocate for the things you want to you really are passionate about because no one's going to do it for you like don't expect anyone to speak up for your rights or for anyone's right you just want to advocate for something just do it don't wait for other people to do it for you because you're probably going to get older and regret not doing it you know if you're young no one cares about what you're doing you're you know you just like do it if you want to advocate for something you want to speak about or something just speak up don't wait for anyone to do it for you because no one will like we live in a world there's very individualist like if you want something you just need to go for it you need to uh ask for your rights no one's going to give you your rights if you don't ask for them so just ask for them and don't be afraid to ask for them. I learned so much from this conversation with Rania, and I am so glad I got to talk with her. From playing soccer on the boys' team to speaking at huge conferences, Rania really is standing up for her beliefs and advocating for her rights, which I really admire. I want to highlight one quote from Rania, and that's when she said that she wanted to become the hero she needed when she was younger. Rania created a safe space for young girls to play soccer, which was something she never had, but wanted badly when she was growing up. She thought about how she could make other, younger girls' lives better, and she worked hard to make that change for them, which is exactly what this podcast is about. If you see a need in your community, as Rania did, think about how you can fill that need because you can't really rely on anyone else to do it for you. Thanks to Rania's work, other girls won't have to go through the struggle she did to play soccer, making Rania the perfect example of how change comes when you become the hero you needed when you were younger. Thank you so much for listening to this episode, and you can follow Rania on Instagram at President Rania to get connected with her, and you can learn about Girl Up Morocco at Girl Up Morocco on Instagram as well. If you want to talk about anything I mentioned, please reach out to me by email at lily at be the change org or on Instagram at be the change podcast. Tune in for my next episode, but until then, be the change you wish to see in the world. Bye, guys. <laughs>